The Great River Shakespeare Festival presents The Tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. Last time on Romeo and Juliet. What? Drawn in talk of peace, I hate the word as I hate hell. All Montagues and thee have at thee, coward. If ever you disturb our streets again, your lives shall pay the forfeit of the peace. At this same ancient feast of Capulets, sups the fair Rosaline, whom thou so loves. Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days. Act 1, Scene 4. The same Sunday, on the way to the Capulets' masked ball. <sighs> Enter Romeo. Mercutio. And Benvolio. What? Shall this speech be spoke for our excuse? Or shall we on without apology? The date is out of such prolixity. We'll have no Cupid hoodwinked with the scarf, but let them measure us by what they will. <laughs> we'll measure them a measure and be gone. Give me a torch. I'm not for this ambling. Being but heavy, I will bear the light. Nay, gentle Romeo, we must have you dance. Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead, so stakes me to the ground, I cannot move. You are a lover. Borrow Cupid's wings and soar with them above a common bound. I am too sore and pierced with his shaft to soar with his light feathers, and so bound, I cannot bound a pitch above dull woe. Under love's heavy burden do I sink. And to sink in it should you burden love, too great oppression for a tender thing. Is love a tender thing? It is too rough. Too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn. If love be rough with you, be rough with love. Prick love for pricking, and you beat love down. Come, knock and enter, and no sooner in, but every man betake him to his legs. And we mean well in going to this mask, but tis no wit to go. Why, may one ask? I dreamt a dream tonight. And so did I. Well, what was yours? That dreamers often lie. And better sleep while they do dream things. True. Oh, then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. She is the fairy's midwife, and she comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone on the forefinger of an alderman drawn with a team of little atomy over men's noses as they lie asleep. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut made by the joiner, squirrel, or old grub, time out of mind, the fairy's coachmakers. Her wagon spokes, made of long spinner's legs, the cover of the wings of grasshoppers, her traces of the smallest spider web, her collars of the moonshine's watery beams, her whip of cricket's bone, the lash of film, her wagoner, a small gray-coated gnat, not half so big as a round little worm pricked from the lazy finger of a maid. And in this state, she gallops, night by night, through lovers' brains, and then they dream of love. Or courtiers' knees that dream on curtsies straight, or lawyers' fingers who straight dream on fees, or ladies' lips who... Straight on kisses dream, which off the angry mab with blisters plagues because their breath with sweet meats tainted are. Sometimes she gallops o'er a courtier's nose, then dreams he of smelling out a suit. And sometimes comes she with a tithe pig's tail, tickling a parson's nose as a lies asleep, and then dreams he of another benefice. Sometime 
She driveth o'er a soldier's neck, and then dreams he of cutting foreign throats of breeches, ambuscados, Spanish blades of healths five fathom deep, and then anon drums in his ear at which he starts and wakes, and being thus affrighted, swears a prayer to and sleeps again. This is that very mab that plats the manes of horses in the night and bakes the elf locks in foul, sluttish hairs, which, once untangled, much misfortune bodes. This is the hag, when maids lie on their backs, that presses them and learns them first to bear, making them women of good carriage. This is she! Peace! Peace, Mercutio, peace! Thou talkst of nothing! True. I talk of dreams, which are the children of an idle brain begot of nothing but vain fantasy, which is as thin of substance as the air and more inconstant than the wind who woos even now the frozen bosom of the north and being angered puffs away from thence, turning his side to the dew-dropping south. This wind you talk of blows us from ourselves. Supper is done and we shall come too late. I fear too early. For my mind misgives some consequence, yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fearful date with this night's revels, and expire the term of despised life closed in my breast by some vile forfeit of untimely death. But he that hath the steerage of my course, direct my sail. On, lusty gentlemen. Yes, right, drum! Act 1, Scene 5. A moment later, at the masked ball inside Capulet's house. Welcome, gentlemen. I have seen the day that I have worn a visor and could tell a whispering tale in a fair lady's ear such as would please. Tis gone. Tis gone. Oh, tis gone. You are welcome, gentlemen. Come, musicians, play. Enter Romeo. What lady is that? which doth enrich the hand of yonder knight. Oh, she doth teach the torches to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of a knight as a rich jewel in an emperor's ear, beauty too rich for use, for earth too dear. Measure done, I watch her place of stand, and touching hers make blessed my rude hand. Did my heart love till now? Or swear it's sight. I ne'er saw true beauty till this night. This? Why his voice should be a Montague? Fetch me my rapier, boy. What dares the knave come hither covered with an antic face? To fleer in scorn at our solemnity? Now, by the stock and honor of my kin, to strike him dead, I hold it not a sin. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so? Uncle, this is a Montague, our foe. A villain that is hither come, in spite, to scorn at our solemnity this night. Young Romeo, is it? Tis he, that villain Romeo. Content thee, gentle cuz, let him alone. Abears him like a portly gentleman, and to say truth, Verona brags of him to be a virtuous and well-governed youth. I would not, for the wealth of all this town, here in my house, do him disparagement. Therefore, be patient. Take no note of him. I'll not endure him. He shall be endured. What, Goodman boy, I say he shall go to. Am I the master here or you? Go to. You'll not endure him. God mend my soul. Why, 
Uncle, tis a shame. Go to, go to. You are a saucy boy. Is it so indeed? You must contrary me. Mary, tis time. Well said, my heart. You are princox. Go, be quiet, or more light, more light. For shame, I'll make you quiet. What? Cheerly, my hearts. I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall now, seeming sweet, convert to bitterest gall. Exit Tybalt. Romeo approaches. Juliet. If I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle sin is this. My lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this. For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Have not saints lips and holy palmers too? I pilgrim lips that they must use in prayer. <laughs> then, dear saint, let lips do with hands do. They pray. Grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Then move not while my prayer's effect I take. Thus from my lips by thine, my sin is purged. Then have my lips the sin that they have took? Sin from my lips? Oh, trespass sweetly urged. Give me my sin again. <laughs> you kiss by the book. Madam, your mother craves a word with you. Uh, what is her mother? Mary, bachelor. Her mother is the lady of the house. And a good lady, and a wise, and a virtuous, I nursed her daughter that you talked with all. <laughs> I tell you, he that can lay hold of her shall have the chinks. Is she a Capulet? <sighs> Dear account, my life is my foe's debt. Away be gone, the sport is at the best. I so I fear, the more is my unrest. Nay, gentlemen, prepare not to be gone. We have a trifling foolish banquet towards. Is it even so? Why, then I thank you all. I, I thank you, honest gentlemen. Good night. Come hither, nurse. What is yond gentleman? The son and heir of old Tiberio. What's he that now is going out of door? Mary, that I think be young Petruchio. What's he that follows here that would not dance? I know not. Go, ask his name. She goes. If he be married, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. His name is Romeo and a Montague, the only son of your great enemy. My only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen unknown and known too late. Prodigious birth of love it is to me that I must love a loathed enemy. What tis? What tis? A rhyme I learnt even now of one I dance withal. Come, let's away. The strangers are all gone. Act Two, Scene One. Moments later, outside Capulet's house. Enter Romeo alone. Can I go forward when my heart is here? Turn back, dull earth, and find thy center out. Enter Benvolio. With Mercutio. Romeo jumps over the wall into the Capulet's garden. Romeo! 
my cousin Romeo. Romeo. He is wise and on my life hath stolen him home to bed. He ran this way and leaped this orchard wall. Call good Mercutio. Nay, I'll conjure too. <laughs> Romeo, humors, madman, passion, lover. Appear thou in the likeness of a sigh. Speak but one rhyme, and I am satisfied. Cry, but I me pronounce but love and dove. He heareth not, he stirreth not, he moveth not. The ape is dead, and I must conjure him. I conjure thee by Rosaline's bright eyes, by her High forehead, her scarlet lip, her fine foot, straight leg, and her quivering thigh, and the domains that there adjacent lie, that in thy likeness thou appear to us. And if he hear thee, thou wilt anger him. This cannot anger him. My invocation is fair and honest. In his mistress' name I conjure only but to raise up him. Come. He had hid himself among these trees to be consorted with the humorous night. Blind is his love, and best befits the dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Romeo, good night. I'll to my truckle bed. This field bed is too cold for me to sleep. Come, shall we go? Go then, for tis in vain to seek him here that means not to be found. Act two, scene two, directly afterwards in the Capulet's garden. He just did scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon was already sick and pale with grief, that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious. Her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. <laughs> Cast it off! <gasps> it is my lady. <laughs> it is my love. Oh, that she knew she were. She speaks, yet she says nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am too bold. Tis not to me she speaks. <laughs> Two of the fairest stars in all the heaven, having some business, do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. What if her eyes were there, they in her head? The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars as daylight doth a lamp. Her eyes in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand? Ha! I wore a glove upon that hand that I might touch that cheek. Ay, me. She speaks. Speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to this night, being o'er my head, as 
is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white, upturned, wandering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Ah, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Denied thy father and refused thy name. Or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more or shall I speak of this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Ah, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doth thy name, and for thy name, which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. What man art thou, that thus be screened in night so stumbless on my counsel? By a name, I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself, because it is an enemy to thee. Had I it written, I would tear the word. My ears have yet not drunk a hundred words of thy tongue's uttering, yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and a Montague? Neither, fair maid, if either thee dislike. How camest thou hither? Tell me, and wherefore? The orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art, if any of my kinsmen find thee here. With love's light wings did I o'erpurse these walls, for stony limits cannot hold love out, and what love can do that dares love attempt. Therefore, thy kinsmen are no stop to me. If they do see thee, they will murder thee. Alack, there lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against their enmity. I would not for the world they saw thee here. I have night's cloak to hide me from their eyes. And, but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued wanting of thy love. By whose direction foundst thou out this place? By love, that first did prompt me to inquire. He lent me counsel, and I lent him eyes. I am no pilot, yet were thou as far as that vast shore washed with the farthest sea, I should adventure for such merchandise. Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face, else would a maiden blush bepaint my cheek for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight. <laughs> fain would I dwell on form, fain, fain deny what I have spoke, but farewell compliment. Dost thou love me? I know thou wilt say I, and I will take thy word. Yet, if thou swearest, thou mayst prove false. At lovers' perjuries, they say Jove laughs. Ah, gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Or, if thou thinks I am too quickly won, I'll frown and be perverse, and say thee nay, so thou wilt woo. But else not for the world. In truth... Fair Montague, I am too fond, and therefore thou mayst think my behavior light. Mm. But trust me, gentlemen, 
I'll prove more true than those that have more coin to be strange. I should have been more strange, I must confess, but that thou overheardst ere I was where, my true love passion. Therefore, pardon me, and not impute this yielding to light love, which the dark night hath so discovered. Lady, by yonder blessed moon I vow that tips with silver all these fruit tree tops. Oh, swear not by the moon, the inconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. What shall I swear by? Do not swear at all. Um, or, if thou wilt, swear by thy gracious self which is the god of my idolatry, and I'll believe thee. In my heart's dear law. Well, do not swear. Although I joy in thee, I have no joy of this contract tonight. It is too rash, too unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning, which doth cease to be air. One can say it lightens. Sweet. Good night. Oh. This bud of love by summer's ripening breath may prove a beauteous flower when next we meet. Good night. Good night, as sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. Wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would it were to give again. Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose, love? But to be frank and give it thee again... And yet I wish but for the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea. My love as deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have. For both are infinite. Juliet! I hear some noise within. Dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse. Sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little. I will come again. Juliet goes inside. <laughs> Blessed! Blessed night. I'm afeard, being a knight, all this is but a dream. Too flattering sweet to be substantial. Juliet returns. Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform the right, and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Madam? I come anon. But if thou means not well, I do beseech thee, Madam. by and by I come, to seize thy strife and leave me to my grief. Tomorrow will I send. So thrive my soul. A thousand times good night. Juliet exits. A thousand times the worse to want thy light. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books. But love from love, toward school with heavy looks. Romeo starts to leave. Juliet returns. Psst, Romeo, psst. Oh, for a falconer's voice to lure this tassel gentle back again. Romeo. My Nias? What o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? By the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. I have forgot why I did call thee back. Let me stand here till thou remember it. I shall forget to have thee still stand there, remembering how I love thy company. And I'll still stay to have thee still forget, forgetting any other home but this. Tis almost morning I would have thee gone. And yet, 
No farther than a wanton's bird that lets it hop a little from his hand like a poor prisoner in its twisted jives, and with a silken thread, plucks it back again, <laughs> so loving jealous of his liberty. I would I were thy bird. Sweet, so would I. <laughs> Yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow. <laughs> sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Well, I were sleep and peace, so sweet to rest. Juliet exits. Hence will I to my ghostly sire's close cell, his help to crave and my dear hap to tell. Next time on Romeo and Juliet. Then plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. My true love is grown to such excess I cannot sum up some of half my wealth. These violent delights have violent ends. Tybalt, you rat catcher, will you walk? <laughs>